0: Welcome to MedTech Insights. We'll talk about some recent highlights of our coverage of the emerging digital health business. I'm Editor Reid Miller, and with me today is our UK-based writer, Barnaby Pickering, and Editor Marion Webb, who's in San Diego. So I'll start with Barnaby. Now, Barnaby, you recently covered two digital health stories uh, in this month. One was about a CE mark, and the other was about a big fundraise with some new data. Tell us more about that.
1: Sure. So earlier this month, Methinks, a Barcelona-based company, secured a CE mark for its product, which is called the Methinks Stroke Suite. Now, the Methinks Stroke Suite is a digital tool that uses convolutional neural networks to identify large vessel occlusions and haemorrhages, both of which are signatures of stroke, from non-contrasted computerised tomography images. A convolutional neural network relies on the mathematical principle of convolution. To convolute two functions is to create an integral that expresses any overlap between these functions when shifted over one another. This principle of measuring overlap can be used to manipulate 2D images. A filter is applied to the image which depending on its parameters assigns importance or weighting to various features in the image. The weight can be varied by adding training data. In the case of methinks, human annotation, creating output signals or images that clearly identify regions of interest. The second story, uh, which was the fundraise and the new data, comes from a Swedish company I spoke to last year originally called AI Medical Technology. Their lead product is called Dermalizer, which is a smartphone tool that uses AI to provide diagnosis for melanoma. Results of a recent study performed by the company showed that Dermalyzer was 95% sensitive to melanoma and had a specificity of 86%, outperforming primary care and specialist physicians in both metrics. Compared to previous results, the sensitivity of their software remained the same. However, specificity increased almost 10%. And just prior to publishing these results, the company raised approximately 11 million Swedish krona, which is about a million dollars from both new and pre-existing investors. The company's CEO, Christopher Ekstrom, discussed the process of this raised with me, during which he argued that even in tough times, fighting for the best deal possible is vital for startups.
0: Great. Well, thanks for those, Barnaby. Those are two uh, great stories, and I think everybody would want to check those out. So. Let's go to Marion. Now, Marion recently spoke to the CEO of Alive Health, which is using AI to help improve the success rates for couples who are struggling to get pregnant.
2: Yes, thanks, Sweet. So Paxton Mader-York, who is heading up Alive Health, spoke to me about the AI tools that the company has developed to help improve the chances for success for couples who are using in vitro fertilization to get pregnant, and also to lower the cost burden that's associated with it. Just one cycle alone of IVF treatment can cost up to a 15 to $20,000, depending on your zip code. And many couples require more than one IVF cycle, so it can get very costly. So the young entrepreneur shared with me that he started the company back in February 2020. Also, for very deeply personal reasons, his own little brother is an IVF baby, he told me, and I quote him here. He said that he heard the stories of his mother and the troubles of trying to find someone to give her the care that she needed in order to have his brother, unquote. Today, one in six to, or one in eight couples are having trouble conceiving a child. And over the last 50 years, the male genetic material has been declining rapidly and so there also have been rising rates of endometriosis, miscarriages and other issues, which he said is a real macro challenge. So that combined with his own personal experience of having an IVF brother inspired him to start the company.
0: All right. Well, that's uh, obviously very interesting. So a life health has developed an AI platform that helps clinicians through the various steps of the IVF process can you talk about that
2: yes so the company started out by training its algorithms on highly diverse data sets derived from multiple fertility clinics all over the country which you said is very important because the differences allow for the algorithm to find what works best for a new patient. And the more diverse the data is, the better it is to have those algorithms to find what works best for any particular patient. So the data is diverse and representative of the U.S. demographic with multiple ethnicities and social economic backgrounds. Its first product, which is called Alive Assist, was launched actually last October and it consists of three AI-led tools. The first one is called StimAssist, and that helps identify the optimal starting medication dose to induce the ovaries to produce more eggs. And then also find the optimal dose used to retrieve the eggs, which is the trigger injection. And I actually spoke to a provider and said that it's very Difficult to find the optimal dose, so this AI tool should be um, helpful in trying to improve the chances that um, this medication actually works. The second tool aims to help embryologists grade the quality of the embryo, where the AI tool actually plugs into the microscope that the embryologist is looking under to see which embryo has the best chances of actually developing. The AI tool that's used in the US just gives recommendations based on what the embryologist sees and how the expert grades the embryo. But Alive is also developing another tool that actually looks at the images that the embryologist sees as well and then does its own grading. So that tool is called a Predict, and it's used in Europe. And um, the CEO is hoping to get approval there, but it's also still under investigation here in the U.S. So he's hoping to get FDA clearance for that tool as well. The company also developed a tool that clinic owners and managers can use to become more efficient in their workflow and overall operation. With the expected shortage of clinical specialists in IVF, Major York feels that his tool will help augment their work and in some instances may even allow clinicians with less specialized training to fill the rising gap of IBF specialists here in the U.S.
0: Okay, so right now, Life isn't the only company in that space. Uh, who else have you talked to?
2: Correct. So there's a company out of Israel, AVF, they already received European regulatory approval for their AI-based digital embryology management platform back in 2021. And um, they also want to expand in the US and Europe. All right. So, Reed, let's go over to you. You covered a development with a company using a combination device and digital health platform to address weight loss. What can you tell us about that?
0: Right. So I talked to Allurion Technologies, and that's a Boston company that is so just taking a big step towards the global commercialization of its unique weight loss program by going public through a combination with Compute Health Acquisition Corporation. That's a, a SPAC deal, and that's what I wrote about. So Compute Health uh, was founded by former Medtronic CEO and Intel chairman, Omar Ishraq, and a few other people, and Allurion also has a partnership with Medtronic, which I'll talk a little bit about later. So Allurion's system is based around its temporary, minimally invasive gastric balloon. The balloon can go in with a pretty simple procedure, and then after four months, it just passes out of the, the patient naturally. So that's very different from most gastric balloons that require a procedure to get in and get out. And obviously it's a lot less invasive than a gastric bypass surgery. So the company is also developing this digital health platform that supports the patients who are being treated with the balloon therapy. Since simply having something that takes up space in their stomach isn't quite enough to create lasting change and kind of rewire the patient's brain around this this new way of eating. So these people need a lot of help and support, that helps them change their lifestyle. Um, and also the digital health platform is constantly collecting data and feeding it into a machine learning system the company expects that that technology can help them figure out new ways to serve particular patients and providers so the company eventually expects to market this digital health platform separately from the balloon procedure so you know people who who don't do the procedure for whatever reason um, or just don't need that level of intervention, can also benefit from all this data that the company is collecting on weight loss.
2: Is there a system on the market yet?
0: So about 100,000 patients, according to the company, have been treated with the Allurion system in a bunch of different countries, uh, but not the U.S. In the U.S., the company is still working on submitting a PMA to the FDA, which it hopes to do by the end of the year. Obviously, making this, this SPAC deal will, will help them Reach that goal, and the trial that they're running to support that is called Audacity. Uh, this is obviously a huge market um, with a lot of digital health companies getting into it, you know, different apps and that sort of thing. Um, but maybe combining it with this very specific device intervention will make both of those interventions, both the digital health part and the balloon part, more effective. Now, obviously, Medtronic seems to think so, uh, which is why they're making this partnership. Uh, so that can be seen as a, an endorsement of this approach. And it'll be interesting to see if this is something that Medtronic wants to get into even more. Now, as I understood it, Medtronic sees this as basically a complement to what they're already doing in gastric surgery. They already have a lot of different tools that are using gastric surgery. So they, they know that the surgeons who who treat these kind of patients. Um, but maybe we'll see them push more into these kind of digital health uh, programs, you know, the machine learning and so forth. And uh, and I expect we'll see the other big device companies get into it too, which will of course then shake up this whole space.
2: That's great. Thank you for that update, Reed. You can read about all of these topics and more at medtechinsight.com. There you can also access all of our podcasts, including past editions of the Digital Health Roundup and all of the podcasts from our sister publications, Pink, Script, HPW, and InVivo. Just click the podcast menu at the top of the homepage. Thanks and have a great rest of your week.